to celebrate Black History Month and the upcoming Rugby League World Cup, here at the Dockhouse Rugby Show, we delve into our archives as we remember Clive Sullivan, MBE, the boy from Cardiff who was loved and respected throughout the Rugby League world. So this month we saw Google honour the trailblazing Welshman Clive Sullivan with a Google Doodle on its homepage, Dave. So we decided to dedicate this episode to Clive and his achievements and why they were so culturally significant. That's true, Keith. Before we do get into it, it almost didn't happen. That's right. Originally, he was a reluctant player. In fact, at first he was selected to play in an army game and his plan was to not play too well in the hope he wouldn't be picked again. The problem for him was he didn't realise that once on that pitch, instinct is going to take over. It did, and he scored the length of the field try. So he played really well despite planning, so, hoping not to. Coming out to have a, have a bad game ended up being a, a bit of a result for him. <laughs> ended up scoring a great try, which then attracted scouts to him. And there were a lot of scouts from up north wanting to look at him and see him as a player. And he eventually went for a trial game at Hull FC. Right. And Hull then, I mean, that must have been a bit of a brave decision at the time. Well, during the trial game, he scored a hat-trick and played really well again in, in his trial game. Hull FC were a little bit worried that other clubs would be watching that and snap him up. So I'm told that straight after the match, he's not even got his boots off. He's still got his boots on. They've got him upstairs. Dragged him in. Dragged him into the boardroom. They've put a contract in front of him and got him signed up straight away but if you look back at many of the stories it will say that he signed the day after well that was just the time that they put the forms in right <laughs> i believe he signed before the mud had even dried on his knees after the match <laughs> poor so, lad still dripping wet from training <laughs> exactly he played so well in that trial game they were scared at other teams because the scouts were looking everywhere at different players hull fc was scared that another scout from another club would see him and try and attract him before they got him to sign. So they're going to sign straight away. So he, he must have made a really good impression then. Definitely. And, and and to think that he signed just after that match, you touched upon it just earlier. It's such a brave decision to make that move. That There's a number of reasons why that's so brave. He's from Cardiff. He's a, he's a Welsh rugby union player. His family are down in Cardiff. He's not only moving, he's moving to another country. He's moving all the way up north to Hull over on the east coast, so it's the other side of Britain. Yeah. He's changing codes, so he's moving from rugby union to rugby league. That's very significant. Most definitely. Because at the time, rugby union was an amateur sport, and once you played a professional sport, you couldn't go back to amateur. Yeah. So it meant making that decision to play rugby league would mean he'd never go back to play rugby union. He was actually closing a door behind him there, wasn't he? Definitely. Shutting that door behind him. So he's having to take his family to Hull. His whole life was going to Hull. His whole life was changing from rugby union to rugby league. So definitely, I would say that was a very brave decision to make that that big move. But it worked out for him. So I just want to talk to you. Uh, the statistics behind Clive are, are very impressive. So I, I, I like to look at things like in numbers. So I'd like to break it down, Dave. And we're just going to go through Clive in numbers. Excellent. So he went on to play 340 games for Hull FC and where he scored 247 tries. He made his Great Britain debut in 1967 
And then he went on to play 17 games for Great Britain as well. Uh, and 15 times for the Welsh Rugby League. Um, he made a huge decision in 1974 when he signed for uh, Hull FC's rivals, Hull KR. Um, and that, that must have been a massive ri- rivalry, a big decision to do. He's already made the leap from Union to League, but now he goes to his arch-rival Derby team. So he's moved from Wales to England, he's moved from Union to League, and now he's changed from Hull FC over to Hull KR. So he's not afraid to make those decisions if he feels they're right. And he's quite unique as a player because the rivalry between those clubs and other uh, clubs in in Rugby League and and in sport is is big, as you might imagine. So to be loved by both those teams following his career, I think it's quite unique. There have been players in, in different codes and different sports moved across rivals. You see it in football, the Manchester teams, London yeah. teams, Merseyside from time to time. But I can't think of any other example where one person has been loved so much by opposing rival teams as Clive Sullivan. And and you're right. I mean, each just looking at the stats now, 340 games for Hull FC, 247 tries. Those numbers alone would stand on their own. Yeah. If he finished at Hull FC and retired then, he would still be looked back upon as a great player because of those stats. But it didn't stop there. He almost had another career again with Hull Kian. As uh, points out here, it's a further 213 games at yeah. Hull KR, scoring again another, another 118 tries <laughs> on top of the ones he's had. So you put those numbers together, um, not many rivals of sports people have it those types of figures in the sport no no uh and like you say he definitely knew where the whitewash was but just touching on the fact that both teams loved him dave obviously humberside as a region honored the man because if you ever drive into hull and you get closer we've got the clive sullivan way so they've named the main expressway after the gang as well so what an honor that is Definitely. And it's something that should be better known. How many people know about Clive Sullivan? Not not enough, I would argue. And it's great that those two sides have honoured him. And I hope that people driving into Hull and listening to this episode will now be aware of that yeah. fact and, and give him the credit he deserves. Yeah, most definitely. And like I say, for I was pleasantly surprised when I saw that, you know, the Google Doodle uh, on the top of, of Google was dedicated to to the man on his birthday i mean what an honor for him himself but also the sport as well that rugby league is also getting recognized in on a global capacity there we're not normally recognized that much are we as rugby league we're known more so as a northern sport it's a it's a recognition we're trying to shake yeah we don't like ourselves being considered a northern sport because we're we're national and we're global. We're played in many countries. So having this on our Google Doodle... Google have Doodle. I, have I said that right? That's correct. <laughs> Doodle. Uh, that exposes the sport and Clive Sullivan to a much wider audience and get, gives credit to him and the sport that the sport feel as though they deserve on a more national and global scale. Yeah. And touching back on his numbers, uh, his biggest achievement was in 1972 when he was captain of Great Britain and uh, they won the World Cup uh, and he scored a, a great try, which you can still pick up on YouTube for anybody who wants to follow who Clive Sullivan was, if you don't already know or you want to know a bit more about the man, there are there, there is evidence out there of his great try scoring ability. Yeah, definitely. There's Some of those tries are on 
YouTube. And I remember as a young man, many generations talking about Clive Sullivan, mm -hmm. but I'd never really been that introduced to him as much as I feel as though I should have. And you mentioned there about winning the World Cup. That's a fantastic achievement. And he was also the very first black captain of a national team in Great Britain. Mm -hmm. So that's a fantastic honour that more people should know about that honour for him, for his family and for rugby league. Was it, wasn't he the first black captain of any sport? Yes, yeah, uh, uh, so, for Great Britain. So, yeah, for Great Britain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is absolutely fantastic. So more people should know about that. We should, <laughs> we should talk about it more. And hopefully yeah. episodes like this, the exposure of that will help raise that profile for him, his family, the sport, and that he was the first black captain of any yeah. Great Britain team. And what, what, what a role model there. But he didn't really get the recognition he deserved for the World Cup. Certainly not at the time. I've read many reports that, you know, they kind of got off the plane after winning the World Cup and there was hardly anyone there. I believe the day after, someone from the local press came down to run a bit of a news story. That's a massive shame that such an achievement yeah. by the country has gone so unrecognised. And I believe that the BBC Sports Personality of the Year, that year, didn't even mention that achievement. So Great Britain win a World Cup and it's not even given the credit it deserves by even as much as a mention in in the sports it, personality. I, I can't believe it. Looking back now, that's very hard for me to imagine that mm. that wouldn't even be recognised or discussed. Yeah. So we, we need to keep raising this story yeah. and keep raising the profile of that. It's a great achievement for the country to win that World Cup. We should know more about it. We should talk about it more. Yeah. And it's a great achievement for Clive Sullivan and his fans. We're coming towards the end of uh, Clive's career, uh, which has been absolutely fantastic. But uh, he did, unfortunately, come to his untimely demise before his time. Yeah, he sadly passed away at the age of just 42, and then we lost an icon of the sport at such a tender age. So very sad that we've lost him so young. Um, it, as you said earlier, he has been recognised, more particularly in Hull, Less so nationally, and in Wales, where he's from. He's a Cardiff player, a Cardiff uh, lad, grew up in Cardiff. We, we should know more, or the people in those areas should know more about him. He's been a positive role model for many other players coming through the sport, many young black players who've um, also gone on to have great careers in both codes of rugby, mm -hmm. Jason Robinson, Martin of Fire, Ellery Hanley, to name just a few. Hopefully he acted as part of a role model for those young players coming through. Yeah, I, I'm sure he did. And it's nice that we have big role models in sport and people that we can look up to and admire and, you know, want us to, to, to take up a sport and um, be, you know, whether whether you're a success, but just getting out there and having a go. Definitely. And those role models help inspire more people to the great sport of rugby yeah. um, and both codes of rugby. There's been many players moved from league to union and union to league and they're a benefit and a credit to both of those codes yeah so would you class him as a role model then dave given what we've what we've just discussed definitely i i consider him a role model for myself the way he conducted himself he was always very polite very well liked yeah very well respected by his peers not just in his own sport but he was well known outside of his sport and respected by peers across other sports nationally and internationally and, and there's another way he's remembered quite nicely is when Hull FC and Hull KR play each year. They play for the Clive Sullivan Memorial Trophy. So his name lives on, yeah. and we're very proud of Clive Sullivan and his name living on. So 
um, it's great to see that those trophy is played for every year. Yeah, it's brilliant stuff. And thanks, Clive, uh, for for everything that you've given to the sport that we that we love, cherish, and, and adore. And hopefully, we've introduced him to more people. And it's just a great excuse to talk a little bit more about a great icon of rugby league. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to click like and subscribe. If you've enjoyed this content that we've provided for you today, don't forget we've got lots more via Podbeam, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Dave and Keith are proud to support the Teardrops Homeless Charity and also the State of Mind Charity. For more information on these, check out the bio section of our podcast or our YouTube shows. Our YouTube shows can be found on YouTube. Just search for The Dockhouse Rugby Show. We're also on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for The Dockhouse Rugby Show.